Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, everyone. I am here today with Miriam Algani from Garlic Goodness. And today we're talking about what exactly is garlic goodness? How did Miriam get into this? And why all of you guys should know a little bit more about how they've got to where they are today and where they're growing. So Miriam, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Really excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here and I'm excited to share. (laughs) Yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about what is Garlic Goodness and who is this business for? So um, Garlic Goodness makes a Mediterranean garlic dip. It's also called Tomb um, and it's a Lebanese dip. You might have had it if you've been at a Mediterranean restaurant and ordered a kebab or a falafel. And it's that white, creamy, garlicky sauce. And so uh, this is our garlic dip package. This is our new packaging. Um, And this is our authentic one. We have a jalapeno and a chili pepper flavor as well. Um, So it's a creamy dip that you can dip carrots in, put it on bread, you can marinate with it, toss it in a salad. It's really versatile and it has functional functional benefits as well because it's raw garlic, lemon juice really, really healthy oils, and it's whipped into this delicious, creamy experience. Um, And yeah, the people that buy our garlic dip are usually between the ages of 25-ish to 35-ish. They're they're people who care about the food that they purchase and what the company stands for and if they believe in what that company does and their mission behind it. That looks so good. I love Mediterranean food. And this is the dip that I always like ask for extras for when I am at like a Mediterranean restaurant. So I love the fact that you have packaged it up and are dishing out this creamy deliciousness for everyone. Thank you. Um, That's what inspired me to do it was I saw that my parents' restaurant and uh, was for like 10 years. People were like, what is that stuff? I need it. I want it more of it. So definitely what inspired me. Cool. So you, your family has a history within the restaurant world as like, that's why you started this. Like you saw everyone was asking probably for seconds, thirds, loving this sauce. And you were just like, Hey, why don't I package this up and offer this to people? That was a big part of it. Yeah. I worked um, with them and I improved the recipe with my dad when when I was working there um, for like 10 years. I mean, it was just a small family company, but it was in the Silicon Valley. So we had a lot of exposure to those um, big tech giants and we'd cater to them. And they, Netflix called us up once and was like, "Uh, can you like deliver this on a weekly basis, just the dip? Um, (laughs) And so, uh, you know, it was just from then, then on, I was like, why don't I create new flavors and go for it? But it was a, it was a slow and steady journey. And there was Um, you know, me also wanting something to manifest my energy into and focus into and be creative. Um, 
And so that was all kind of combined into it. It was very personal for me. That must have been so great for you guys to like get that call from Netflix being like, <laughs> hey, can we just get this ongoing? Uh, I think that's like, that's a sign that you have a great product right there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, cool. So like, okay, so you started after seeing the need from the company or from the restaurant, you wanted to create a company from it. Talk to me about where you guys have been growing since then. Where can people find you? What is that kind of path towards where you're sold right now? What, is, what does that look like? So uh, right now we're in uh, Northern California stores, mostly independent natural grocers. We are in conversation with Whole Foods and even Safeway uh, later this year, um, which is really exciting. I actually did get into a few locations of Safeway, testing it out locally, and it did really well. So we're looking into expanding um, Northern California, and we're also entering into Southern California actually next month um, in Erewhon. Uh, which is about five locations in the LA area. And how how are you going about getting all of that growth? Are you working with a distributor? Are you, you know, knocking on doors? How are you opening up those doors? Because you guys have seen a lot of really good growth in a short period of time. Um, have you been able to manage that? Um, so to be honest, it was all me. <laughs> Um, my family is super supportive of it, um, but they haven't, um, you know, been a part of this process. It was just me mostly um, winging it and also uh, connecting with people in the natural food industry and learning how to do it the right way. Um, but making mistakes along the way, um, I, especially when I first started, would just walk into a store and do a pitch. Uh, <laughs> and now I've, I've, started to learn to, to kind of do the online submission process first and follow those like procedures. Um, and that's panning out really well. And that's what helped me get into Erewhon in SoCal just uh, like maybe a few weeks ago and uh, super excited about that. So um, it's just been about persistence and just trying your best to make it happen. Persistence. I love, I love that you talk about that and how you've just kept at it. And like you learned from the mistakes along the way, right? I'm actually not a big believer in mistakes. I think everything kind of teaches us like where we need to learn, how we need to grow. And you just, you know, kind of stepped up and you're like, okay, cool. This isn't how we necessarily do it. We'll pivot over here and do it like this. Yes, totally. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And then where are you guys at from a production perspective right now? Are you using a co-manufacturer? Do you have your own facility? You guys are getting a lot of increased demand now with all these great new listings. Congratulations on all the new listings. Um, how are you keeping pace with all of that? Um, great question. Um, because production was just like the hardest thing for me throughout this whole process was how do I make this streamlined thing? And when I do get big, uh, how in the heck am I going to do this? <laughs> so um, I got very, very, I mean, I think it's partially just serendipitous luck and then just also being persistent again, because I made a connection through a packaging company like three years ago or whenever I started the company. Um, 
randomly for a kitchen in Concord, California, and it never panned out, but I occasionally would ask them about it and keep checking in. And um, I don't know what, why, but the universe aligned. And all of a sudden, just as I was getting into Erewhon and everything, they called me and said, we're ready for you and we are, we want you and everything, but it's not a co-packer. It's a really big commercial kitchen that's family owned. And um, they have all the equipment that I need to, to grow as a company. I mean, they have, I can fit pallets in the fridge to, to that, to that extent. So, I mean, that's really rare to find. Um, and I, I feel super blessed and we're, I'm so excited to start. I'll be starting next week. So production is going to change and be a, a lot more efficient starting like April. <laughs> That's so exciting. And where there's like definitely this consistency about how you are getting the things that you're getting in your business, which is this, you know, consistent follow-up, this kind of like tenacity of going after people and not like letting things fall to the wayside, you know, you're like continuously staying on top of it. And then these opportunities are presenting themselves afterwards exactly when you need them. It's amazing. I felt it feels unreal sometimes <laughs> when it finally happens. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's exciting. That's going to be a whole new um, set of learnings, I'm sure, um, going into the production on that larger scale, working from that commercial kitchen. Absolutely. As, <laughs> as you guys are growing in this new phase, um, what are some of the new challenges that you know you as a leader are coming up against and, you know, needing to look at how am I going to overcome this to get to this next level of success for the business? Um, such a great question. Um, right now for me, it's, uh, and the company, it's distribution. Um, that's definitely really difficult. Um, being a young entrepreneur, I think sometimes, uh, walking in and I, I like, apparently look like way younger than I am. (laughs) So I sometimes am met with like hesitation. Like, does she even know what she's getting into? Like, um, that's been really hard. And so, um, especially now with the virus kind of taking over, um, we were about to get in finally to a distributor, uh, and then, and then they, they froze up because of that until later. So, um, so that's like definitely a challenge is how do I get it to these places in an efficient way and a financially makes sense way, uh, once we do grow and how can I be strategic about those partnerships? Should I continue with uh, DSD and invest in my own trucking people <laughs> in line or should I just hand it off to a distributor? So, um, kind of in the, in in the mud right now, deciding uh, how to move forward with that. Yeah, that's such a big piece, that distribution piece um, and really figuring out what the next piece is. Because you have to ship refrigerated too, right? So that's like a whole other layer of complexity. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a little pricier than non, than yeah, non-perishables. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I'm sure once uh, once everything gets back to a new normal. Um, after everything COVID, hopefully all those relationships open back up with the distribution piece. Uh, based on everything you shared so far, I can uh, in- imagine that everything's going to just kind of fall in place again, as it seems to do, because you don't let things fall off the table, which is great. 
Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm going to give everyone the advice that you should take that skill set and do that um, and not letting things slide because you, you know, shared that a number of times already, which is awesome. Um, and you might even not know that that's one of your like superpowers that you have as a founder, but I really recognize that. And so I'm calling you out on that. That's awesome. Love it. For anyone else who is starting out, what what advice do you have for them as they are at the early stages of their business or maybe they're contemplating uh, bringing a great recipe that they already know people know, love and trust, uh, bringing that to market? Well, um, a couple of things. One thing I would have really like to have done if I started over was to go to the SBA website and do their free classes (laughs) and make sure that I understand um, just how complex it is to run a business, all the financial aspects and the paperwork. Um, I mean, it's a lot, I did a lot of research when I could have probably just consulted with somebody and had it done a lot faster and made sure I I didn't make some of those mistakes that I did. And on top of that, I think getting worried or hung up on not uh, having a product that fits everybody. Um, If you, uh, for example, if your product um, has dairy and you're worried about uh, not serving the plant-based market, uh, then, I mean, don't get hung up on that because there are so many people who still eat dairy and that's not going to kill your business, especially if you have a great product and, you know, you know, you're going to keep on going and pushing forward just don't get hung up on that because you can't please everybody and you got to do what's right for you. And sometimes what's not like what's not broken doesn't need fixing. I mean, um, I think I had to learn that the hard way. I already had a dip I had proved to be successful and my parents proved to be successful. But I got really worried that um, because although it's totally dairy free, gluten free, keto, all the good stuff, it does have a bit of egg white. And um, I got so worried about not pleasing the vegan community And I just, I finally had to just accept that, you know what, it's selling really well. And a lot of people do enjoy the egg white protein that's in there and, and it tastes great. And, and so there's other products out there for, for plant-based people and it's okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I think that's such great advice because I think that we think that we need to please everyone. And it's so hard. And you're right. You have a great tasting product that people already loved. Like, even if you look at the market, you know, the amount of people that are vegan or plant-based versus non, you're still attracting such a large part of the market um, by not having, you know, the the benefit, the term that's like sexy and hot right now, right? Um, lots of people are going vegan or flexitarian. However, there's a whole lot of meat eaters and animal product enjoyers still out there. So good for you for like leaning in and like being like, no, this is a product that people love. Yes, some people aren't going to be able to enjoy it, but that's okay. There are still a ton of other people that are going to be able to enjoy it. Absolutely. And then final question and like, feel free to have fun with this as much as you want, but what, um, what is your product pair? pair perfectly with how should people be enjoying garlic goodness well um i wish i had a bag of their crackers but i love it with cult crackers and that's c-u-l-t crackers um 
or any kind of cracker, but I particularly love it with their crackers. And when I sell it to a store or I'm pitching it to a store, I, I take their crackers <laughs> um, and it really helps me. I'm pretty sure the combo helps me get into Air One because it's so good and <laughs> I can't explain it, but I've been partnering with, the, with them. It's also a female owned company and they're here in Berkeley, like down the street from, from where I actually live. And, uh, yeah, I just partnered with them for everything and people love it. And it's really helped my, it's helped my company grow that, that combo. So I would recommend that, but you know, if you're not into crackers, carrots are good too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, and I love how you've like partnered with another business, um, to help grow your business. That's, that's huge. I think that in the food industry, I think there are very few foods that people just eat independently, right? So if you know that people are going to be dipping with your product, obviously you are the dip. They're going to be putting something in it, finding what those other, the conduits uh, for getting the dip into people, what those are and partnering with them. I think that's also really, you know, something for people to look at. Um, they're going to be having you with someone might, might as well advocate for the best tasting flavor combination that you can find. Absolutely. You got to find it and, and partner with them, make it happen. Why not? Exactly. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and the story of garlic goodness, Miriam. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share with anyone who is watching or listening to this? Yeah. Um, so we partner or we're starting in 2020 to partner with, um, a foundation where we're going to be donating a percentage of our proceeds or our sales to um, the Joyful Heart Foundation, and so they 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 help women and other people who have gone through sexual violence, domestic abuse, child abuse, and help with the therapy and their journey to healing. Um, so when you support Garlic Goodness, you're sur supporting survivors and their journey to to growth and healing. So. Um, that's our mission. It's not all about selling garlic dip. It's that when we sell a lot of garlic dip, we can help a lot of people. And that's really what this is all about is that love aspect of this. That's beautiful. Thank you uh, for letting everyone know that. And thank you for like giving back to such a really important cause. That's great. So happy to. Cool. Thank you, Miriam. Thanks for joining us on the Food Finders Podcast. Of course. Thank you. The Food Founders Podcast is brought to you by the Fab Growth Academy, the online hub for driven food and beverage business owners that want to get on more shelves, get into more homes, and really grow their food business. Inside the Fab Growth Academy, Fab standing for food and beverage, you'll have unlimited access to tools, resources, and training from myself and my food friends. So if you know you have a great product, Let's work on building the business side of things so that more people can enjoy it and you can make the impact I know you want to make with your business. The Fab Growth Academy is now open. So hop on over to growmyfoodbrand.com to join me and your fellow food founders inside the Fab Growth Academy. I cannot wait to see you in there and help you grow your business.